0: Wow! Welcome hi. to
1: another zusammen. Right, hi Sippy. hi,
0: hi Chili and hi Jeff. Hi Jeff, you'll introduce him, and he will, you will, know, make sure that you say
1: everything that you should say. She always says it. It's you know, it's like <laughs> homework right away. Yes, you know, uh, I mean, you know, because you it's know, very dangerous because I forget already. Therefore, so sometimes I get it. stuck, That's and I, think I only She's that to cover her too. Right. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Jeff, we have
0: to tell him. You know, this is zusammen together and we are we are very lucky to have somebody like you who especially for me because she knows you because with me you know I meet you I, I feel like I know you already but you know but it's really enriching me because I you know it's like somebody somebody new coming into my life it's unbelievable it is so it is, it is you know it's a we have to you know it's we really, because as we said it already today you know the world is so becoming so difficult and so dark that we are every you know you know light every every like the sun ray you know like a ray of sun or light <laughs> we just grab it you know we need it the it's
1: world sun. is always bad
0: and okay. we try no. to be
1: on the shiny side. They've that's saw.
0: right. You know, as but long so, as we don't so, talk
1: it, about the Holocaust, the world no, will the world is
0: it, always better. Now even more. So and in
1: between to have good stuff is nice. Yes, so we're can, very that's why we're lucky. Right. So can you, you please
0: introduce our guest?
1: Jeff Baron, playwright. Um we're t- going to talk about Mr. Green,
0: Not only. which
1: is uh, his, I think, most familiar, most famous uh, play. And then we'll talk about other things. I saw uh, Mr. Green with Eli Wallach. Wow. When was it in the 90s or like, the
2: late, late 90s? Late 90s. We for like a, kid. a year yeah. here in New York.
1: She was yeah. a kid back then. It was wonderful. Tell us a little bit about Mr. Green, okay?
2: Sure. It's, um, I had been working as a screenwriter Ah. and, um, I sold four original screenplays to Hollywood Mm. and, um, I was very excited because I sold them to Disney and to very famous producers. And each time, you know, we, we were putting the pieces together, the actors, the director, and each time we okay. hit a roadblock, so okay. none of the films were made.
1: Okay.
2: I was writing episodes of TV series, and that was happening. But I, I've always wanted to write long pieces, like a, a, a whole movie, or a, so. I it was time for me to start on my new project, and I really stopped believing that these movies were going to get made. So I wrote. I decided to write a play. Visiting Mr. Green. Which is what it was called here in the states in israel it was just mr green um it's um it's a play based in some ways on my own experiences um in my 20s um i used to be in the corporate world for a few years and it was it was it was the me of that time and um and Mr. Green is a little bit based on my grandmother, who helped raise me. Um, mm-hmm. There we are. Wow. wow, look
0: at your hair. <laughs> curly, curly hair.
2: Yes, I had more hair then.
0: Wow. <laughs> Long. Kelly. But,
2: um, yeah, yeah, it, it but, it... oh. Yeah. our oh, internet connection is yes. not so good it's very <laughs> fictionalized the story of, of visiting mr green is um oh did we did you lose me
1: no no uh, no we are, okay. we
2: got you back okay good um, so one day on the upper west side of manhattan um an 86 year old man wanders into traffic and uh, you know he he isn't really looking it's the middle of the block he walks into broadway and a car just about hits him. It stops just in time, slams on his brakes, Um, but Mr. Green falls. He's okay, but he he didn't get hit. But the young man driving the car, who's a 29-year-old man named Ross Gardner, um, he gets charged with reckless driving. And he is sentenced by a very creative judge to, go to see the man he almost killed once a week for six for six months
0: wow, that's...
2: and the old man's wife died like two months before he lives in a fourth floor walk up so you know the idea is that this young man will help him get groceries just help him with whatever he wants and you know see the man he almost killed so it starts with the first of these visits and um You know, Mr. Ross knocks on Mr. Green's door, expecting that Mr. Green is waiting for him, but Mr. Green has no idea who he is. And when he discovers that he's the guy driving the car that almost killed him, he says, I don't want you to come, please don't come. But the judge insists that he come. And so it follows these two men over the course of the first few months of their visits. And each of them has very big unfinished business with the family, as many of us do. And um, they, they kind of play out some of these things with each other that they, they haven't quite they, they weren't quite ready to do, deal with their own family members. But by the end of the play, we believe that things are going to, to change a little bit in both of their lives.
0: That's, that's a real journey.
2: Um, yeah,
0: yeah, it's a big, uh, yeah, it's a big journey, so. Jeff, you took Mr. Green all over the world.
1: It's really all over the world.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I wish I could say that I took it. I no, mean- No, but
1: you know what I mean? It yeah. was taken, it was produced everywhere, in so many countries, in so many cultures. What, I'm sure that there are differences in the cultures in between different cultures, about the whole relations between the old and the young, and uh, and how they how they stay put with your script and still bring it their way. What do
2: they do? You know, it's um, from what I've heard. I am unusual among playwrights because I carefully read every translation, uh, and give the translator just pages and pages of notes um, because they, they these are not adaptations, they're really translations because even though it's specifically set in New York City, there are only a few references to New York. And if you see it in Israel, if you see it in Japan, you're seeing actors who you know, speaking your language and um, it's about it's about families and, and families are are very much the same from place to place. I mean there are some cultural differences, but fewer than I would have that I than I would have known.
0: Even more, even even more than that. You know, I always say that the good script or a good play, or, you know, the most specific and dramatic it is. At a certain point, it becomes very universal.
1: It's very universal, but on a certain layer, it uh, stays local. He, uh,
2: he was born he was born in New York. His parents came over from Russia, okay. um, oh, okay. so, but he's always a Jewish man. Um, so in India, in Japan, in a lot of places where there are probably very few, if any, Jews, Right. he's still Jewish. That's and, okay. and he yeah. speaks some Yiddish. So, yeah. you know, you'll be hearing yeah. Japanese, all of a sudden, he'll say, you know, yeah. it's, yes, it's, it's very funny. I mean, I I often have to teach them the pronunciation of the Yiddish, uh, the Yiddish words. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I find that the, the Far East countries, cultures relate to, to to the Jewish subjects, much easier than in many other places, and uh, I think it's because of it's it's it, they feel like you know we're all ancient people, because uh, because there are so many differences, and there are even that it crosses and it's very personal and it's very small. There are uh, the translation from culture to culture, the details and the little things, and in between, there's so many things that I still don't get when I go to the theater here, you know. Yeah, but maybe in his
0: case, because he's watching the translation. No, 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 just a second. But it's not only
1: that. he's really in every place in the world. You know, there's so So, many countries and so many different uh, 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 religiouses and uh, cultures. And I'm just curious to see how do they perceive it and how they deliver it, especially that some of them were working with you over Zoom through the corona and you weren't even there. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's... um... I really think that um you know theater is is largely the same from place to place and actors are very very similar you know just just the way they the way they work um, so i it's it's helpful to stay involved and again i think that's a little unusual for playwrights it's from what i've heard it's like if you're if you're a New York playwright and your work gets done in France or in Germany, it's, you find out about it and you get a check and it's like, oh, wow. they're doing my play there. But I, I reach out to them and make myself available in case they don't understand anything. That's wonderful. And like I said, I go over the translation, but I can explain. So in India, I, I happen to have directed that production myself. And like you were saying, Tilly, I. I start, it was it was right before it was right before the pandemic, but I you know I'm very far from Mumbai, so I I couldn't be there for the whole rehearsal period. But we so we worked on 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 Skype for the first the first month and a half, but um, you know I could I, I just explained what everything meant. I mean, Mr. Green is kosher, and Ross on his second visit. You know, trying to get on the good side of this very difficult old man, says, "I brought you some food." And Mr. Green goes crazy. No, get it out of here. Get it out. I'll have to bury everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I had to, I explained to them, you know, the rules of kashrut and and what that Mr. Green cares about that. But even in India, I mean, d- depending on your religion, there are very specific things that you can and can't yes. eat. Right. So they they get it, they just have to know our version of it.
0: Yes, but you know, Tilly, but I think you heard the story already. I, I, I told a few times the story about what you said about the Eastern societies who really somehow feel close to Jews. The 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 film, uh, Eat, Drink, yeah. Men, Woman, you know, was done for a Chinese film, yeah. Ang Lee and James Jameson, and something didn't work out. So somebody told them, why don't you write it as a Jewish family? So they wrote it, rewrote it as a Jewish family. and It was perfect. And then they went back to the Chinese and of course it worked. So that's a very- I never, I never heard that. That's yeah, I, think, I think it's a very nice story. Yeah. Uh, but but in general, I think I'm completely understand what you're talking about. That a play can travel uh, and can be played almost the same from culture to culture except if you have to, you know, to explain something. You know? Jeff- where,
1: which production was the most successful, played the longest, in which
2: country? Um, you know, there, there've been a lot of them. It, it was, it played for 10 years in Croatia. Wow, um, uh, wow. And you know, it doesn't play eight times a week the way it does in New York. You know, it's it's like once a week or once a month, but, <laughs> but it, it just keeps going. Very sadly, last week, um, The uh, Mr. Green in Kazakhstan died. He was 99 years old, a Jewish man. He'd been playing it for seven years. Wow. And he played, so he turned 99 in February. He played the play on his 99th birthday. And then the Sunday before last, he, he did the play. And then Tuesday, he died. Sunday he played, Tuesday he died. But can you imagine doing, remembering a whole play at 99? It's unbelievable.
0: It's like, yeah, Kenny Genizoyne, you know, we have an actress like this, she's 93. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, and she's yeah. performing every night and right. not, not only the one play, she I think she's in three plays or something like this. It's amazing. You
2: know, uh, that, people say, how, how could he do it? Th- theater kept him alive. Just absolutely. like going to work, going, you know. Yeah.
0: The one, the young man in the play is gay.
2: Well, yes, I, I didn't mention that just because we don't find out until halfway through the play.
0: And then what a reaction, because some societies, uh, you know, this is where it's still referred to this. yeah, uh, This really changes from culture to culture, the attitude.
2: It does, it does. And, you know, the places where it's playing right now, um, some of them, well, India, you know, India, it's still very controversial. Right. And in in Kazakhstan, yeah, of course, you know, it, it's not it's not cool to be gay. And uh, you know, Brazil, it's become problematic again. It's had it's had a very very long life in Brazil, a very long life in Argentina. Uh, there've been like thirty or forty productions in Germany. Um,
0: not the problem so much.
2: Yeah, Greece. But,
0: you
1: know, it's really, I'll tell you why I'm saying this, because in some cultures, there was no chance that this man would be alone. Because in some cultures, the family makes sure to take care of him. Right. And okay, manages, yes. Yeah, you're yes right. The yeah. kids are in charge of right. the elderly. In New York, you have many lonely old people that nobody knows where they are and who they are. So it's a very different situation.
2: Well, it is, but Mr. Green. One reason Mr. Green is alone. I mean, he wasn't.
0: No, until two well, months ago, he had he a wife.
2: Wife, but um, the rest of his story. I mean, that's the reason that there's no one taking care of him. Is is the other big
0: the relationships with in the story. But you yeah. <laughs> know. But, yeah. but tell me something. As a playwright, you just told me that the fact that he's gay, we know about it later in the play. Later, like what half a play or less half. 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 That's interesting because by the time we know, I guess, when you wrote the play, did you think that by the time we will know he's gay, he will be already grounded as a character? Nothing Absolutely. to do with him being a gay, right? Yeah. So his you know, it's, it's it's like... character art up to that point already had really a whole a, a, a feel nah. so we could really get to know him. And then when you tell me he's gay, then.
2: Because because that's what happens, that's what happens in our families. You know, our parents and our cousins and our everyone thinks they know you, and then you give them this new piece of information, and it's like, do we really know him? It's like, and just putting that, putting everything you know, all the you know, twenty years or whatever, together with this piece of information and whatever your preconceptions are about what gay guys are like. You right, know.
0: but as a playwright, by the time we know he's gay, you know, we already have you know a lot of you know a relationship with him. So maybe when you tell me he's gay, that's fine. I mean, it's
2: and that's that that's true for the audience, and it's also <laughs> yes. true for Mr. Green. Yes,
1: yes. Which yes. audience accepted it the best way?
2: Um, you know, it, there there are a few surprising things about about this play. To me, well, first of all, anyone who goes to the theater is a little bit open minded it's right you know it's kind of you're yourself selecting as yeah. uh, someone who would even do that so you know i in in Hungary, for example, they tell they told me that people would occasionally walk out when he revealed oh. that he was gay wow. um but that's rare it's it's um you know, I think people are surprised, but um but uh, you know, it's 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 part of the story by then. They were and already
0: involved. They were already in the moment. Already, yes. with, you know. I tell my students because when I was teaching at Columbia University, I had like so many scripts about gays, and then I and and, and the script from the beginning, and I said, I don't want to know this gay. I'm looking at a person, you know. Yeah. You you know, not just gay, 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 gay. I mean, come on. And once I understood it. They rewrote, this, it. short scripts and they rewrote it and, and suddenly it's got a different dimension, you know, so yeah. the complexity didn't go away eventually, but suddenly, you know, it was like, so uh, I was really kind of uh, insisting that don't yeah, start I, and then just talk about this. Yeah, yeah. so it was the, Jeff, uh,
1: tell us a a little bit, an episode or something or unusual or funny that you had someplace.
2: Well, you know, even though the play is exactly the same everywhere, the style of the production, and Celia, you know this from working in theater. I mean, Mm -hmm. different directors have their own own style and, um, you know, designers, everything, but, when the the first time it was done in 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 italy it's been it's been there a few times um there was a very famous film star who was film and theater star who was mr green and there are a few long speeches in the play mr green talks about meeting his wife and it's a very funny story um but um anytime there was a long speech in the italian production right before the long speech, the lights would go down, <laughs> a spotlight would come up on- Oh, Mr. that's
0: like, whoa, <gasps> like imitating films. Wait, that's wait, wait, wait. wait,
2: music would start. Yes, imitating films. Wow. Music would start <laughs> yeah. and Mr. Green, you know, who was like sitting like this talking to Ross would suddenly turn to the audience <laughs> and do the entire speech like an aria. It was wow. like an opera, wow. and 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 the music would play the whole time, and then he'd finish the speech. The lights would come back up, and he'd go back to the play.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable! There is but, a know, difference between cultures. But, but you know, exactly. theaters was always trying to to see how to change so it will not be you know performance like a magic happening on a stage, and the audience sit, you know and watch it. And really, the Russians—I forgot his name—Mayrod, Mayrod. Yes,
2: Meinhold.
0: Yes, Meyerhold. Yeah. No, he started to use spotlight to imitate the close up in films. Mm. Mm-hmm. So whenever there was a point that he wanted to, you know, kind of enlarge, there was a spotlight coming and really narrowing your vision to, to you know it's really
2: interesting. Okay, so I have another play that's playing right now in um in Krasnoyarsk, which is in Siberia. Mm. Mm-hmm and this one is called mother's day and um they're doing the play on stage there's six characters it's a family gathering for mother's day and um there's uh someone brings a guest that the mother wasn't expecting and it, it just turns it everything that's been beneath the surface comes to the surface but so they they play the play on stage, but there are also two camera people who are shooting it like a movie during the play, and there's a big screen. So sometimes, when there's a, a dramatic moment, you you might see a close up of the actor In, on the screen. On the on the screen that you wouldn't really see. Oh, did you lose me for a minute? No, yeah. No, okay. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so there, so there are close-ups on a screen that accompany the play that you're watching. So it's a little bit like, right. like that same technique.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Tell me something, do you write a lot of stage directions?
2: I do write a lot of stage directions.
0: And I'm also going you know, to
2: follow and, it? Um, just, you know, I, I I trained as a film director and, you know, my, my my career plan was to write a few screenplays, sell them to Hollywood, and then I would begin to direct my my own films. So, you know, when I imagine a story, I see it. Yes.
1: But also you know, I, very specific. And you have the event, very detailed and very specific, yes. And yes. the descriptions are very detailed. So
2: what? <laughs> Except I never describe I never physically describe a character. Right. I never say he's tall, I never say he's dark, I never say right. he's, you know, any his age. I do say his age, because yeah. that, that that's specific. But yeah. for theater, yeah. You if you if you want to make a living doing this, which miraculously I do because <laughs> you know how theater is, but um. You know, you need to have a lot of productions of each of your works to right. you know yeah. to be able to survive.
0: So when you move from screenwriting to playwriting, so what what did how did you have to change your pictorial vision or your perception of the visuals or uh, you know in what way your writing had to change?
2: Okay, well, I um I, I learned that after I wrote my first play because. Ah. <laughs> okay, so visiting Mr. Green is a series of uh, nine scenes, and you know it's it's usually one week later. So, ha- because I've been writing screenplays, you just write cut to next week, and ha- not having worked in theater, I didn't. Re- I mean, I didn't think about oh, they're gonna have to change clothes. You know, there's gonna be these gaps while they're redressing the set. And so now I, I have all of that in my head. You know, I I understand stagecraft a little bit better, especially
0: But in terms of blocking, for example, how much you are uh, when you write, you I, have a you know, blocking in your mind in terms of you know where the care yeah. move on in the space and stuff like this.
2: You know, only only when it reflects what's going on with the character. Okay. You know, if um, you know, if 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 someone's angry, and wants to make a point, he might be standing up. And but I don't have all of that in there. I'd leave room because theater, if well, as film too, is a collaboration. You need to you need to let let everyone contribute and 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 do their own version yeah, of but it. But
0: it's, it's always a question.
2: Yes, uh, yes.
0: What is it? The vision of one person. Everybody do his best in order to really bring out the vision of the werewolf yeah.
2: okay uh, well two stories i have two stories so first i, I we were doing the play in london it's it's been in london i think three times and um, i got there for rehearsals and um the 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 actor who was playing mr green you know and and sometimes i write um I only write like a stage direction for an actor if it, if it might be misinterpreted. You know, because are sometimes like the way you say a line yeah, means it. You can say it. Yeah. yeah. So if I, I I just put those things in and he said, "Well, I saw that you write in some stage directions that way. Before I even read the script, I crossed them all out." Huh. And then we spent 3 days Telling him all the things that he had misinterpreted because he didn't read those little hints. So yeah. that was frustrating. What was my other story that I was going to tell you about that? Um,
0: well, what it's perfectly actually shows that you know it is he has to do his best, you know, yeah. to tell the text that you wrote or to bring yeah. to life. Oh,
2: I know what I was gonna say. So there um Otsila, you weren't there for the reading of the sequel to visiting Mr. Green. Right yeah so there's a there's a sequel set three years later with two additional characters besides the original two and um uh i think it's i think it's a very interesting story and maybe more for israel than any other place just because um it's kind of the clash of the ultra orthodox with contemporary people right but um I read, and I, I wish I could remember which director this was. It was it was like Elia Kazan or Harold Klerman, one of the great early theater directors. But he would have the playwright come in and read the whole play to him, hmm. so he would know what the playwright's intentions were. So I I did that for this theater company in Canada that's going to do this new play. I played all the characters, and I, I'm not I'm not an actor. I mean I I. You know, I can, but I know I know my intentions. and so I was doing scenes with myself, but <laughs> right,
0: right but right. after
2: it, they said, now we really understand the play. so
0: interesting approach, yeah, That's really interesting approach. Some actors really don't like it, I guess, right.
2: Well this was for the director and the producer.
0: Oh, okay, then oh that's okay. I wouldn't
2: do that for the actors. Okay. No.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. I was not Just, really. The actors that's don't
2: that. like to have to get line reading.
0: Yeah. So tell me something else. I mean, before, I mean, I, I I really wonder because uh your your perception uh about the world must be you know specific uh and probably, I don't know, I, every person looks differently at the world from its point of view, but there is something about playwrights, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder how how you are going to come out of what's happened now with Russia and Equine. Um, about humankind, about human spirit, about, uh, um, you know, being left yeah. alone.
2: <laughs> yeah, I... Um strangely
0: your parents were immigrants
2: my parents were not my my uh, my great-grandparents
0: oh oh you are my Mayf- you are mayflower <laughs> you, you are like a wasp okay. pushing hard for the horrors
1: of the jewish people yeah right
0: ah you're right. yes yeah. okay <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. 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 Mayflower. yeah okay okay yeah I, i'm so okay.
2: not i I'm so not a Mayflower. Are you, <laughs>
0: going, are you going to write a play that doesn't have to be the, this story, but kind of intend trying to understand the world around you now?
2: Well, I, I always try to understand the world about about me now. I'll tell you the play that I'm working on that that is okay. kind of what you're talking about. But first, let me say that, strangely enough, I have plays playing right now in both Ukraine and Russia. Oh. Well, Except it's, the Ukrainian play, uh, if that's Mr. Green, but they don't pay me. They 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 do it without a license. Oh. And I try to get money from them, and they that is what Israel
0: is doing sometimes.
2: If the playwright is so far away, um, they kind In of know that. Your case,
1: it called stealing. They still it's still play and they play. it is.
2: Yeah. It is. And you hope that theater people are above that, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> not all no, of them.
0: Sure. They have to yeah. solve that too.
2: Okay, so the play that that I'm working on about the state of the world, it's um it's called Mr. and Mrs. God. Hmm. Tilly, did, were you at the reading of that? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It really was by us. That's yeah. really already, yeah. you know, had some meaning in. Okay.
2: So the idea of the play is that the universe was created by a couple, a man and a woman. Good for you. A long time ago, and well, you know, and I don't know, Tippy. Do you think? Do you think a man could have created you? You know, it had to. Be, there had to be to like. Be a woman.
0: <laughs>
1: It has to be a woman. It feels like they were neighbors of the couple from chairs, you know.
0: Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. 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 So they, they created the universe together and they decided after much discussion to give us free will.
0: To, choose to be a man or a woman? Excuse me? To choose between free will. Oh, free will. Okay.
2: Yeah. So we may we we will decide what we will do. You know, they're not going to control us. So um, so they're retired now. You know, they did the big work. They created everything. Everything. Including us, our ancestors. And um, so they approach retirement very differently. Um, for him, if he's not going to control everything, he would rather not know what we're doing because it makes him a little too crazy. So he just kind of... He's just relaxing, just taking it easy, um, and uh, and and for her, she can't not look at us. She's she's like a mother. She's,
0: yes. you know, she, she's- Wow, because she's so precise. size.
2: And she's she's very very concerned about the state of the world. She doesn't like the way people treat one another. She doesn't like that everyone is on their phone all the time and not looking at anyone else.
0: The, analo- the analogy is so clear.
2: She doesn't know what's ha- she doesn't like what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. She, I mean, there's a million things that are bothering her, and she tries to engage him. He said and say, you would not believe the terrible things that are happening, and he says, well, you know. Yeah. They get bad then they get better it'll be fine they'll be fine <laughs> they're always fine
0: that's great but a, they're both right idea. they're both eh, right. no i don't think so. but
2: she's very they're frustrated right. she so she looks at him and she says if we were human do you think we'd still be together
1: wow what did he say
2: and he says of course we would <laughs> and she says well, why do you think that? And he says, well, I love you. And um, I can't imagine being with anyone else. And she says, is that love or just a lack of imagination?
1: <laughs> oh, you, you, you spoiled everything. Wow. <laughs>
2: and she says, you know, they don't stay together anymore. I know you never look, but you should know that couples don't stay together that much anymore. I do. Okay, well, good for you. I do too. (laughs) Um, And and then she says, I don't think monogamy is natural for human beings. And he says, he thinks about this and he says, no, 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 I think it is. So to settle this, this disagreement, they decide to look in on some humans and they surf around for a while and they find this brother and sister grown, you know, they're in their, their 30s, who are both married. Um, the brother's married to a man, the sister's married to a man. And when we come across them, they are both happily monogamous. But then something comes up for each of them, something very different that threatens their monogamy. And we watch it unfold, and we keep coming back to Mr. and Mrs. God. And see how they react to it, and then we see like the problems in their relationships. So, it's 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 about it's really about relationships, but in a broader sense, it's about what's going on in the world. And yes. and yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I in the middle of your story, I already felt that there is a strong analogy, you know, to what you are you are talking. Yeah, that's wonderful. So when is it going to be ready?
2: Uh, well, you know, I, I have, I have a draft. I I'm experimenting with, um, you know, so we, we've been in COVID for, for two years. And I, I was thinking what, what if COVID were Mr. and Mrs. God sort of giving us one last chance to get yeah. it together right. right, or a test of some kind.
1: Jeff, you also, you know, you write to children and you wrote a play as a kid. Um, how do you use your different point of view and way of looking at things from five-year-old and to <laughs>
2: 50-year-old? Yeah, I, I wrote my first novel. Um, novel? Yes, about uh, 10 years ago. And I I really wrote it for adults. But the narrator of the book is a 13-year-old boy who um, has a lot of ideas for movies and TV shows and games. And um, he, he thinks his ideas are so good that Hollywood should be producing them. Hmm. But he doesn't know anyone in Hollywood. So it's about kind of a clever way that he figures out to break into Hollywood. And he succeeds at that. So, and he doesn't tell anyone about that he's doing this. So his parents don't know, his friends don't know. So by day, he's he's going to seventh grade. And by night, he's in his bedroom on his laptop having meetings in Hollywood. (laughs) So um, here, this is one of, it's a series. This is the second book in the series. Can you see?
1: Yes, Sean Rosen, yeah. Rosen, right.
2: Yeah. The first book is called I Represent Sean Rosen. So um, I uh when I wrote it, I, I went to a I went to a school because it's it's in his voice, a seventh grader. And it's been a while since I was that young. And um I wanted to t- try it out on kids the age that he's supposed to be, because it's set in the present. And um, so I went to a school and and did some readings of the book and and the kids really liked it. And um, and then when I took it to an agent, they said, this isn't a book for adults. Kids, this is a book for kids. And I said, really? It's so subversive and it's so behind the scenes Hollywood. But um, sure enough, um, Harper Collins and Penguin both wanted it. So there was a bidding war for these books. And um, uh, so they were published and so since then I've been involved with schools and I do um I do an annual program at a middle school in Westchester where I work with the whole 7th grade which is like 170 kids and they write and produce original plays or videos like 5 minutes long and I mentor them on their idea on the script and on their production so that's been a nice addition to my my life. I, I hadn't really taught before, but um I, you know, I so I do it for a month each year, and, ah. and that's 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 nice.
0: But don't you have something else with children?
2: I do, I do. So um the the play that that Tilly was referring to is called When I Was Five. And it's it's me as a thirty-year-old going to therapy for the first time to figure out why I wasn't having a relationship, um, and the therapist helps me see that I didn't—I have—I never dealt with the death of my father when I was a little boy. He died just as I was turning five, and as an exercise, she has me imagine my younger self like conversations with my younger self and we actually see these on stage so it's 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 not when i was 5 but it's like the like the 9 year old me talking to the 30 year old me and i know that that he is me as a boy but he doesn't know that i'm him grown up and um yeah it's, it's I don't know it, it, I I feel I mean
0: I mean, you just sent me to do it. My father died when I was seven, and I don't oh. think and you know I did I think Tilly knows the story. we came to the hospital, the bed was empty they didn't yeah. didn't call us for some reason anyway, I have to do this work I mean I probably have to write um for myself
2: yes yeah well okay so so wow so so writing this play Thank you for
0: bringing him in. <laughs> so Not for I, everything else, but for this at least.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I didn't remember him. You know, I really and and the reason the therapist knows that there's work to be done is because I talk about him in a in a completely detached way. I, you know, it's like, yeah, my father died when I was five. And then, you know, it was like, and then she starts asking questions. Well, he must have been very young. And I could, I said, yeah, I guess. I, you know. I mean, I, I I only remember him. I only remember him through pictures.
0: Yeah, that's I'm, I wonder. I always yeah. remember them.
2: But writing this play, part of it was part of my pre- preparation for writing the play was I talked to every living person who knew him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and there weren't that many anymore. But I, but then just like the process of of like communicating with my younger self. I recovered so many memories. It it was really, it was very emotional for me. And Tilly, I don't know if you remember when we did the reading, but everyone in the room was, I don't know if you were, but everyone in the room was crying. I mean,
0: (laughs) I want to tell you one thing that came to my mind. Um, I don't know why. Uh, Midnight Cowboy. Remember? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So... I guess if if you went through, if I I guess if I will go through this process, that will be the a moment when I will remember. Now try to remember, and I will be at the moment, which means I will be now seven,
2: Mm, looking mm -hmm.
0: now. Because in the movies there is no flashback; it's always flash present. When you remember, it's not a flashback. You now, so you come you come out from the flashback your face is like a five years old being there. Maybe, and this is really, Feelful. i'm kind of
1: afraid but you know i think it happens with every age just in a different way and you are not aware or you do it on purpose but the there's something about memory that becomes vague and what you remember is the feelings or the emotions that were attached to it or something that you remember around it or about it unless it was traumatic but the the whole the whole game with memory and emotions is fooling you around all the time so when you talk to yourself you basically bring up what you want or what you would like to or to remind yourself or to either if you're angry to attack it or if you want to hug it you know to to make friends with this so i it's just very different in every age Right. and of course it affects you differently as you grow up but um yeah but i think the whole thing about memories and relations we we live in a dialogue with ourselves more than with the other people all the time yeah but some of
0: us don't want to come close however is it this is interesting i don't know i have to ask the, the, like in your case in my case as kids When we look, remember, try to remember our father. Now it's really what we remember from pictures. It's hard to tell.
2: It is. It is. Um, How
0: about ourselves? If I want, if I can see myself as a kid going uh, on Pinsker Street, you know, like the street near Dizengoff in Tel Aviv, and I keep and I I remember me walking in this street, and I even remember what I was wearing, and then all the time I asked, "Is it true? What you remember?" is it but i remember what you said the emotion the sensation yeah
2: you know yeah well here's here's something in the play he he's talking to his younger self and the boy says um you know after after his father dies he would sometimes go sit inside his closet his dad's closet and for the older me, it was just even even just like, because I forgot that I used to do that. But just doing that, I could suddenly smell that closet. And that really brought my father back to me. That mm-hmm. just, you know, it smelled like him.
0: That's <laughs> interesting, you know, I did ask my students I told each one of them, just, I rarely teach freshmen, but this time I teach language of film. And I just told them last class, pick up a camera and go to your grandparents and just do an interview with them. Just sit with the camera and let them to talk. You can always yeah. find archival footage of them, you know, or stills of them, and you can cover it with voiceover. Just go and do it now don't don't wait
2: absolutely i, I actually and,
0: and said why i didn't do it I no
2: it's a, it. i know it's well because when they're gone they're gone <laughs> you yeah, know
0: but uh, you know i made films when my mother was alive and i didn't do it what is it
2: well it's you know in a way you have to be older to realize just like what you what might be missing memory. yes, yes. But, but it, but, it, i'm sorry
1: you cannot control it and you cannot just live always in a understanding that you should have and you would have oh, you yeah know? yeah no, 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 no. get it but you know i used to i you i was very close to my grandmother my mother's mother and i used to bring her back in shows that i did like in costumes and yeah. I once i once uh and the, the, the leading actress who did it had nothing to do with my grandmother. And my mother walked in and she like, wow, <laughs> she really, she was. <laughs> and it's not her. that she looked the same, but she was her. And yeah, it was yeah. amazing. And I had such a good time yeah. with her. <laughs> do you write every day?
2: Oh, if I, I wish I wrote every day. No, no. You know, I mean, fortunately, there's a lot of, I have a lot of productions around the world. so I mean, I'm involved with those things. but yeah, I mean to to write a new piece, you have to write every day. you have to right. so i i'm 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 getting ready to kind of move into the library and and just oh, you do don't
0: that. you don't write at home
2: i I usually don't. You know, I look, I look around, and it's like, oh, I have to organize that, or I have to clean that. Yeah, I
0: have to call people I didn't call for ten years, (laughs) (laughs) or do the laundry.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Any
1: any plans for another play in New
2: York? You know, it's so funny. Just the you know, careers evolve. I mean, in their own way, and whatever we thought we were going to do. But the way my career has evolved, I'm just. I'm just so much better known in other world capitals, <laughs> and not New York. Well, um, as
1: long as you keep your passport, you know, <laughs> yes,
0: in shape, it's okay. Yeah,
2: listen yeah.
1: To
0: me, What can I tell you? That was so. I, I hope it was interesting for you, like it was for us.
2: Yes. Well, you know, I, I, I've watched a bunch of your 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 uh, interviews, and and um, you know, you you're you're an engaging pair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, just so, curious yes and we like yes, to chat right that's right all. and we look for yeah. inspiration actually because uh, i just you know we are talking about how much he's inspiredly oh, oh wait i'm going to turn the that's <laughs> very nice because it's my husband right <laughs> uh, and before that it was my son i don't do it very often so feeling really. jeff thank you thank Good you to so see you much again. and good good luck we'll be in touch and we want to say goodbye not only to you but to all our fans (laughs) and we'll see them next week next week thank you so much oh and please send me the text i will for sure she will send me (laughs)
2: okay
0: thank you so much thanks Bye. bye bye thank you